This is the 10-Minute Contrarian Podcast. This is VP. We are a solutions-based podcast, diving into the world of contrarian investing and alternative finance. You can find us hosted on the No Nonsense Forex YouTube channel, nonsenseforex.com, and podcast players everywhere. Episode 25 was made possible by Blueberry Markets. Markets sold off big this week. That's just what they do. But traders don't care. We get the best of it. We trade things on the way up. We trade things on the way down. We make money most of the time. And who you choose as your broker matters. If you are outside of the United States, the choice is easy. I have brought hundreds of people over to Blueberry Markets with almost zero complaints. And there's a reason for that. Best customer service in the industry. I just want people to leave me alone until I need them. And then I want them to be right there. And that's what Blueberry Markets does. Trade Forex and metals, and if you're cool with MT5, you also get to trade the top 50 American stocks and 10 different cryptocurrencies. If you click the link below in the show notes, it will take you to a blog. If you click the link at the bottom of the blog, you will also get a cashback bonus and your own personal customer service rep. So if something ever does go wrong, you don't have to sit there on hold and wait for somebody who clearly does not know what you're talking about. So click the link in the show notes, sign up today, and if you are in the United States, I got a really great broker for you too as well. Link is also in the description. It is the 10-Minute Contrarian Podcast, and I just want to say it now, stay tuned for a special announcement at the end of this episode. If I don't say it now, I'll forget. Uh, but you guys know what we're doing today. This is part two of our metaverse discussion to where we're going to get deeper into the blockchain side of what is coming in the next six months, two years, five years, maybe 10 years when it comes to the metaverse and how we can position ourselves accordingly. Now, I put out a poll on Twitter this week, and if you didn't see it, it's probably because you don't follow me. You should do that. Link below in the description. But I asked, what do you guys think the future of the metaverse is going to be? And I gave four choices. Is it either going to disappoint? Is it going to be the next Roblox or something right around there? Is it going to become the next social media? Or is it going to become the next internet? Like, how high can this thing go? And I didn't hashtag it because I didn't want everybody chiming in. I just wanted you guys chiming in, you know, my people. You, know, you guys are more keyed in than most people are. Um, now, somebody did retweet it and, and hashtag it, but that's fine. By then, I had the data I was looking for. And after 600 votes, uh, we came up with something very interesting. It, pretty much a three-way tie. You know, the, the Roblox option got the least amount um, by far. But about 30% of people who voted said it will either disappoint... 30% said it could become the next social media. 30% said it could become the next internet. And I was like, whoa. Because if my people are correct, what this means is that there is a 60% chance that on the low end, we could be dealing with the next social media. Do you have any idea how much money you would have made if you would have invested money into the social media stocks back in the day and then pick the right ones? Let's say you picked two right ones and two wrong ones. It wouldn't have mattered. Uh, you wouldn't be working right now. Uh, you wouldn't need to. You could almost just live off the dividends and keep the stock. Uh, but then if we're also possibly dealing with a brand new internet, then buckle up. Uh, because that's how a lot of people see crypto. And just imagine if you were super early to crypto, <laughs> it would be the exact same thing, probably times five or 10 at this point. Um, so we need to take this pretty seriously. 
and we need to be comprehensive. And so this episode is probably going to go quite long. Now, I do want to point out some of the arguments for the bear side, uh, because there were some interesting ones on Twitter. And a lot of people said, well, look, you know, I've kind of seen this before with virtual reality and VR chat and all this kind of stuff. It didn't work then, and I just don't see it working right now. And my response to that is, well, you could be right. But there's a term I learned a long time ago, and every time I think about it, it's so correct. Um, It was um, during a, a business chat, and we were talking about being first to market and how all these companies were first to market, and that's why they did so well, when in truth, they actually weren't first. And if you really dig, you know, they were second or third or even worse. You know, somebody brought up Red Bull. You know, Red Bull wasn't original. It was based off of a a tonic in Thailand. You know, somebody brought up Uber. Uber wasn't the first either. There was a company called Magic Cab that did the exact same thing, but they didn't know how to run a business, you know, so they faded away. Um, And the saying that came out of this was... Pioneers get slaughtered, settlers prosper. You know, let somebody else get there first and make all the mistakes, and then swoop in for version two or version three or whatever it is. And think about that with social media, too. You know, with the current iterations we have, you know, Facebook wasn't first. YouTube wasn't first. You know, as far as the kind of chat forums we've had, chat rooms have been around for a long time, but then you had things like Friendster and LiveJournal. I'm pretty sure those two things preceded MySpace, which was a success. Uh, You know, you get the idea. So the one really big bear case that I've been hearing, I think is fairly easy to refute. Could still be right. But if there really is a 60% chance that we are investing in the next social media or the freaking internet, And if we're wrong, we simply lose the money we put in. This is the definition of asymmetry, which if you don't understand what that is, go back to episode two of this podcast. It is the one thing we are trying to achieve here. We are okay with losing a few investments here and there. If it means when we make gains, we are making exponential gains. So in episode one, we talked about how just the one Metaverse that we currently know about, non-blockchain, is going to be Facebook's meta. And how whether you like the founder or the direction it goes, whatever. All the ways, you know, focusing heavier on the contrarian ways, you can find some real asymmetry on that side. Now, the one good thing about the blockchain is, unlike a lot of the stocks and ETFs I talked about last week, everybody gets to participate here. You know, I have a very global audience. I know that some of the things I talk about, they don't have access to. Not here. So let's get into it. Now let me set this up by telling you, well starting at least with what I'm not going to talk about. And that is going to be the gaming side of things. Gaming is its own sector altogether. And whether some of these games are going to be on these metaverse platforms or not doesn't really matter. I don't want to mix the two sectors. Gaming, crypto gaming, if you're interested in it and play to earn gaming and things like that, has such a tremendous upside, but it is so deep and changes so fast, you almost need to make it your full-time job. And personally, I'm just not interested in that. But if you are, hey, tons of money to be made. You know, follow a guy like Alex Becker or something like that and pull the handle, see what comes out. But we're going to talk about platforms here because you're going to see a lot of things come and go on these platforms. But if you actually hold the token for these platforms, it doesn't matter what comes and goes. And we like that here. So let us begin with Decentraland, ticker symbol M-A-N-A. You guys know it well. 
It is on the Ethereum blockchain. So if you're looking for more macro play there, there it is. You know, NFTs were huge, and that bolstered ETH. You know, no reason why the metaverse couldn't either once it finally gets built out. Um, so I am a part of Decentraland. I have a little avatar. I can walk around, and I do own land there. I don't know if I mentioned that before, but we'll talk about that later. Um, so I do know a little bit more about this platform than I do others, even though I haven't been there in a long time. I just took a walk around yesterday, and I will say this. It still has a long way to go. Really, all of these platforms do, um, but... In probably the four or five months since I've been on, I really expected a little bit more development than I saw. But then again, I don't know how long these things take normally. So who am I to say? Now, this can be a good or a bad thing depending on how you look at it. Bad because maybe you think people will expect quicker development. And if they don't, they're going to lose patience. Or good because, because it's not completely built out yet. We are still tremendously early in the process. Uh, but they do have cool stuff going on. You know, a lot of the places that are built out look really cool. You know, you have a lot of larger companies there. You got Atari, you got Polygon, uh, Winklevoss Capital. You know, a lot of people actually in the crypto space have chosen to go there. You, know, you got a ton of great art galleries. You got a ton of great fashion going on there right now, too. Um, you have actual built out casinos where you can risk play money or actual mana or die, uh, which to me is terrifying. Don't do that. <laughs> do not bet money in an unregulated casino, please. Um, but for the future, what they're hoping for is, you know, a lot more play-to-earn gaming on there, a lot of concerts and events, to which they already have a lot. If you go to their events page, they have about five or six things going on every single day. They got a DJ going on here. They have an art showing here. You know, they're moving. You know, they are certainly moving forward, and people want in, and that is a very good thing. Now, unlike Meta, which is going to be, eventually they even said, a place where people go to work and actually work in an office or whatever they work in there, um, Decentraland more wants to do like meeting spaces and conference rooms and things like that. And I've seen some of the buildings where they have those as well. You know, pretty cool. I can actually see that uh, becoming a big thing. You know, from living in Las Vegas, over time, gambling was the number one revenue stream for Las Vegas for decades until probably the last 10 years, and then it changed. It dropped all the way to third place. Number two was nightclubs. Number one was conferences. So if you don't think a place can become big by becoming a virtual conference center, think again. I would say at this stage of the game, Decentraland is ahead when it comes to being able to get a bunch of people into a room and having an event uh, that works without any problems. So those are the type of things you're going to get here. Uh, if you have a MetaMask wallet, just join up. It's easy. You can walk around and see everything. You know, and that way, as an investor, you can get a better idea of what's going on now and what could be for the future. Now, on to the next one down. You guys probably know what this is. It's going to be the Sandbox, ticker symbol S-A-N-D. Sandbox is running on the Polygon blockchain. Now, the Sandbox is not even open yet. I think the alpha opens in a couple days. So um, I'm not a landowner there, so I can't just go in and walk around and actually tell you what I see. Um, but what I have seen is the graphics look a lot more kind of Roblox-y, um, which is not really a bad thing. Roblox did very well. Minecraft did very well. You know, sometimes it's not about that. Um, but they have a lot more NFTs on that platform that if you do own land, you know, you can decorate it with all these different NFTs that you pay for. Some of them make money. Some of them don't. 
totally up to you how you want to play it. And it kind of feels like they're trying to make this into one large game, um, which don't quote me on that, but you know, that can be good or bad. You know, what it definitely does is it really distinguishes itself from a place like Decentraland that seems to be aiming for other things. And in, in a lot of the videos that I've seen of people who can walk through it, there looks like there's a lot more going on at any given time compared to a place like Decentraland that's still very wide open. You know, and you have big names here, too. You have some in the crypto space, like Binance. Um, but then, like, Snoop Dogg's there. And The Walking Dead have a big place there with a bunch of NFTs that have already sold out. Um, Board Ape Yacht Club has a big place there. So, I mean, you could tell this is going to be a more NFT-focused space. Now, all the things you buy on Decentraland are also NFTs. And they are, I guess, collectible as well. But it, you know, it's going to be a different overall aim, I think on the sandbox. And you can already sense that once you kind of put yourself in that world as best as you can compared to Decentraland. You know, Decentraland is going to be more focused on gambling and events and art, you know, again, very Las Vegas, you know, to where sandbox seems like it's going to be all about the NFTs that you can get once you're inside and how do you utilize those once you're there. You know, again, I could be totally wrong here, but that is my view based on what I've seen so far this early in the game. Now, before we get to some of the other aspects, again, you know, I can see the comments right now. What about Engine Coin? What about Alluvium? You know, Alluvium's pretty much a game for the most part. I don't even count that. And Engine Coin has a lot to do with the gaming side of things. So people are saying this is a metaverse coin. I'll believe it when I see it. You have to understand, even though it might be big into gaming right now, when it comes to the metaverse, these platforms are going to want to keep as much as they can in-house on their own native currencies. Yeah, and this makes me less excited about these third-party companies coming in. Now, there is some talk about Theta becoming a big part of the ecosystem that kind of runs a lot more of the visual aspects that some of these places will need, and that is compelling to me, but there's just not a whole lot of information on there on this yet. So I, you know, if you want kind of a, uh, a more roundabout play here, look into Theta, look into T-Fuel, um, but as far as everything else goes, I still put that into the gaming category. And for the purposes of this podcast, I'm going to separate the two for now. Now, check this out. If you can't afford it, and uh, when I afforded it, it was a lot less than it is right now. <laughs> Being a landowner, even now that the early boom has already taken place, can really pay dividends down the line. Again, I'm not a financial advisor. This is not an endorsement. I bought my land, my little parcel of land on Decentraland for about a thousand. And now that you know properties around it are going for like 14, 15. And if you need proof of this, you can go to nonsenseforex.com, click on the conversations with VP tab. I actually did a was a podcast guest on Maddie's podcast. Maddie is like the number one guy in the NFT space. And on that conversation, you can actually hear him helping me through the process because I even had a hard time setting up my MetaMask wallet at the time. Uh, but yeah, it's all right there. I was the second guest ever on his podcast. Gary V was the third swag. Um, but I am not selling. And there's a couple reasons for this. One is you got to think of the passive income you might be able to make off of that land going forward. You know, if I just simply rent out the land, and don't do anything with it, which is kind of what I want to do, because you got to understand, if you're going to build it out yourself, that's going to cost a lot of money. And you better hope what you put on it is better than everything else that already exists. 
or else nobody's going to want to come and play at your casino or rent out one of your conference rooms when they already have these huge companies who have bigger and better products and unlimited funds to upgrade those things. You know, I'm not so interested in that, but I'll rent my land out all day. You know, you do whatever you want on it because whatever you put on there is going to be an NFT. And whenever the lease runs out, you you just pack up all your stuff and go. And then my land's empty again. You know, that's very compelling. I feel like I can make my initial investment back really quick by doing that once it starts to become a thing. Uh, because again, this, is, this isn't really built out yet. All the things we're talking about are not officially here yet. They're just kind of here. Um, but I love the prospect for something like that going forward. Plus, look at it this way. You know, if you're one of those people that says, well, there's only 21 million Bitcoin out there, you know, therefore it has scarcity, therefore I want one. Well, uh, first of all, I agree with you. That is one of the biggest reasons why I like Bitcoin. Uh, because unlike the gold market, for example, um, which is pretty limited, Bitcoin is absolute finite, and I can actually get a bigger piece of the pie there than I can the gold market, for example. Uh, But again, there's still 21 million of those in circulation. Compare this to land. Now, you can just do the math in your head here. Bitcoin has 21 million out in circulation, and you can get one for about $55,000. Decentraland will only have 90,000 parcels of land, and you can get one probably on the low end for about 10000 Again, not everybody can afford that. You cannot buy a portion of land. you got to buy the whole thing. But again, do the math. Now, you can get passive income on Bitcoin, but you can probably get it a lot more so with virtual land. Just not right now. But that difference is crazy. And on Sandbox, it's about 166000 parcels of land. And last I looked, you know, nine, ten thousand was probably the going rate for that too. And it looks like some of the passive income there is going to be a bit more immediate. And you know as well as I do, the potential upside for this is going to be a lot higher than Bitcoin is. Not Bitcoin ten years ago, but Bitcoin at this stage of the game. Now, is there a little more certainty with Bitcoin? Uh, maybe. You know, some of you guys were calling the metaverse the next freaking internet, so that's not really a certainty. You know, nothing's a certainty at this point. You know, at the end of the day, we're just shooting for a symmetry. But a symmetry is here. Now, if you're feeling priced out of all this, uh, I got one final thing for you. And some of you guys might have been screaming it for all I know. I actually thought I was the only person who knew about this. <laughs> I don't know why I thought that. Uh, but then somebody mentioned it in the comments section on YouTube of last episode. And I'm like, oh, damn, somebody else knows. Uh, but there is a partially built out, at least, uh, metaverse that already exists uh, that has a much, much lower market cap out there and therefore probably more upside if it pans out. And that is ticker symbol P-O-L-C. Take me down to Polka City where the grass is green and the girls are pretty. I've checked out Polka City and it's weird. It could be weird in like the most beautiful way ever. But okay, for starters, it's not open yet, um, just like Sandbox. But it should be coming very soon. Um, But people can still do things on there. Like if you have put some money down, you can actually go in there and move around the ecosystem and buy things. So okay, for starters, it graphically, it already looks better than Decentraland and Sandbox um, by a pretty steady amount. And they are all about selling land, but they are so, so hardcore about the passive income side of things. 
it almost doesn't make sense. So almost everything you buy, as far as an NFT goes, inside Polka City can be used for passive income. Now here's where it gets weird. You know, I'm sitting there watching videos of somebody who uh, bought a bank and a motorcycle, and he's making passive income on both. I'm like, don't people actually have to go in there and use it? But I don't think they do. I think the passive income is automatic. And it's a lot. Like somebody made all of their POLC back in like a month and a half or something like that, just on the passes of owning a bank. I don't know how sustainable that seems. You know, not that it's going to go belly up, but it could be like a lot of these platforms where you get crazy yield at the beginning, but then over time things kind of regulate and you, know, you end up not getting as much as you thought. Um, but if you can get on here and get a few NFTs that are generating passive income, especially a lot of it, especially early on, you know, there's really something here. Um, it's just so much of it doesn't make sense. Like almost every car is like a super nice car. So, I mean, you know, how special is it at that point? You, know, you can get a Bugatti, but... Like everybody else is going to have a Bugatti or a Lambo or, you know, something else that's equal. You know, it's like the, the first edition Jordans were cool, but if half the kids at school are wearing them, you know, how cool are they now? Uh, but yeah, you can own billboards that people can advertise on, gas stations, which is really weird. <laughs> like if you drive a car, you actually have to go up and fill at the gas station. You know, that fucking sucks. <laughs> Who wants to do that? You know, I want my video game car to be like all video game cars where I can just drive it around as much as I want without worrying about filling the tank for Christ's sakes, you know, I gotta, gotta cut my grass too. Uh, but just because I personally cannot make heads or tails of this thing doesn't mean it's not worth going in and investigating because they really have some cool things going on. It looks awesome and you can decide how much potential is there because even if there's a little bit, POLC is sitting at 552 in market cap on CoinGecko and people are piling in. This thing was like at 1150 a week ago. So it's good. You know, there's proof. You know, it's something that people want to be a part of, which I like to see, but it's still at a very low market cap. Now, there's one other factor I want you to consider now that I've mentioned three of these platforms, and that is, you know, we're talking about how interested people are. At the end of the day, whoever's going to win, and there doesn't need to be one winner. There can be all three, really, but whoever's going to come up to the top is really going to be the place that makes people want to go there for whatever reason, you know, what's the most fun, exciting place I can lose myself in? Because after all, this is the metaverse. This is the alternative to real life. And right now, you know, I have tools that can determine the search volume of pretty much anything. So let me, let me tell you the search volumes that are going on right now. I think this will surprise you. Overall global searches for sandbox. Now, Keep in mind, this is eliminating people looking for an actual sandbox or looking for the movie, whatever, but just the term sandbox. And look, the majority of it's going to be the metaverse because if you look on page one of Google, it all has to do with the metaverse version of sandbox. So, you know, the numbers here are going to be pretty accurate. November searches are right about at 770,000. And this is global. Polka City has gotten around 40,000 searches this month. Yeah, so again, something that a lot less people know about. Uh, but the interest has certainly gone way up since last month. And then there's a reason I saved Decentraland for last. Because this month, the term Decentraland has only garnered about 28,000 searches. That's less than Polka City. How many of you even knew about Polka City before I mentioned it? Now again, you can interpret this two different ways. You know, the high volume for Sandbox can be really good because you have a lot of interest in it right now. When it comes to the three platforms we talked about, that's where everybody's eyes are 
right now? Or do you see it as, you know, Decentraland has the highest market cap out of all three of these, and so many people have still yet to really discover it? Again, there's no one right answer here. You can interpret this so many different ways. But I just thought that information would be helpful. Now, we have reached the end of the longest episode we have ever had on this podcast, and it's about to get a bit longer because I have the special announcement I still need to make. Uh, so, if you are a fan of these last two episodes, you're going to like this announcement. You know, if you're more of a fan of, like, the Metals episodes and things like that, you are not going to like this announcement. But when it comes to opportunities on the metaverse, I'm not done. I have more things to talk about here. I have more opportunities to discuss. And these opportunities are outside of what we have already spoken about on these last two episodes, making them especially contrarian because I don't think most people have even thought about what I am about to tell you about next week on part three of our ever-expanding metaverse series here on the 10-Minute Contrarian podcast. If this really is going to be the future of social media or even a brand new internet, whatever the case is, and you simply think just investing in it is going to be the only way to make money, boy, have I got some information you're going to want to hear. So stay tuned for that. And remember, you know, sitting there talking about an alternate reality and how it is almost certainly going to be the way we do things, you know, it probably does sound crazy. I get it. Maybe we are crazy, but I don't think we're crazy. I think we're just very early.